Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free, private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. Hey guys, Nevada and I are super excited about our guest today. William Schufelt is an actor, speaker, and health coach. He was nominated for Favorite TV Actor at the 2018 Kids' Choice Awards for his portrayal of Brody, the Red Power Ranger on Power Rangers Ninja Steel. He is the host of the Will to Win podcast and co-host of the Better, Stronger, Faster podcast with Chris Bell. William has had a lifelong passion for diet and exercise since he was 12 years old. After exploring plant-based, paleo, keto, flexible dieting approaches, he found incredible results on a carnivore diet and has been spreading the message quite well for the past two years. William is a renaissance man, excelling in all kinds of areas. At an early age, he began winning essay competitions and spelling bees. He started karate lessons at the age of five and competed in multiple karate tournaments. He later competed in track and field, arm wrestling, and powerlifting. And we are just so excited to be able to talk with him today. Hey, William. Thank you so much for being here today. Chris and I are so excited, and we're so excited to introduce you to our Mind Body Breakthroughs community. Uh, people are very excited that uh, we're going to be presenting this podcast. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you all so much for having me on. I love that there is a community around mind body breakthroughs because I do think that they go hand in hand. Um, and many of the times I'm starting to realize more and more now with my work with clients that it's, it's less of a finding the perfect dietary approach. And it has a lot more to do with the actual discipline and willpower of following through on something which when you backtrack on that, it really comes from knowing what your purpose around that is. Um, so it's, it's really, really interesting. You know, a lot of these health and fitness transformations have a lot more to do with your mind than, you know, your body many of the times. Absolutely. And you're up to some really exciting things right now. I've been following you on Instagram, uh, as well as your girlfriend. You guys are putting out amazing content. Could you just give our listeners a brief overview of what you're up to today and what's going on with you? Yeah. So a lot of the work I'm doing right now is just trying to put out as much value and content as I can around how to eat a carnivore diet and how to train to have as much energy as you can throughout the day to have the best body composition possible to basically get in the best shape of your life. Um, energy is a huge thing for me because every single day there's so many things that I want to do. There's so much that I try to pack into my day and that's, that's difficult to do in a fatigued state. So I really try to set people up where they are in a peak performance state 
the entire day. So that's something that I work a lot on promoting um, as well as carnivore. And we recently launched a couple weeks ago the Primal Body courses, which it just took everything we learned from carnivore shredding, what worked, what didn't. Um, and it just created a much stronger approach where, you know, people have 24 seven support from me and a team of coaches that, you know, are completely on board with the philosophy. We've got meal plans for everybody where it's, there's no guesswork anymore. People know exactly what they should be eating. Uh, there's an exercise plan and there's video tutorials where I go through all of the exercises. So it's something that I put a good amount of time into creating and, um, I'm, I'm really happy to be working on it, honestly, like to, to actually have a Facebook community and talking to people that are, you know, talking about losing their first 10 pounds and, and all these kind of things. It's, it's really, really fun. So I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. And your program is amazing. I can personally attest to that. And at the end of our show, we'll have also in the show notes, uh, where people can find your program and participate in it. Uh, a lot of great information and content that goes into that. And what I'm most interested in is your backstory because you've had a transformation yourself. Could you speak a little bit about your transformation and what catapulted you to create your program that you have now? Gotcha. So boy, I've, I've had a, a couple transformations um, <laughs> and a lot of them are fresh in my mind right now because I've been, I've been doing a lot of writing about this lately, so. Yes, you have. And it's very interesting, and I think people see a result, but the backstory and the journey is the most important uh, part of a success. So that's why we're so interested in that today. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure which one to bring up, but here, I'll, I'll just go into a couple of them, and I'll try to keep it really brief, just to show people sort of, I guess, where I come from. Um, so I guess the first one was really something that I learned from my mom when she was raising us, she put a ton of effort into us. And, you know, we were, we weren't necessarily the greatest students, but she put so much time and effort into our grades, into, you know, signing us up for spelling bees and things like that, that we actually eventually became really academically successful and we would win state spelling bees and we would, you know, get on a roll and things like that, which was my first introduction into the idea of, hard work. You can actually create who you want to be through hard work. Um, yep. So I, I saw how she was able to do that with us. And I realized it wasn't because we were necessarily smart. Like, I, I don't think I was actually that smart as a kid, but she put a lot of work into helping us with this stuff. So that was the first one. Second one was when I was about 12 years old and I was in junior high and we had our physical fitness testing where, you know, you get your nice round of embarrassment in front of all your peers. So they had the pull-up bar and you had to do push-ups and um, everybody seemed to be able to do one or two pull-ups and like a couple push-ups. I was the only kid that got up there and couldn't do a pull-up and I was about 70 something pounds. Um, so I, I was probably the smallest kid in class uh, and I couldn't do any pull-ups and I could hardly do push-ups. And I just didn't like that because I, just because of all the stuff my mom had done for us, I had such a high, uh, level of respect for myself like I thought of myself very highly so I did not like sucking at something like it, it just really messed with me so what I did was I got a pull-up bar and that entire summer every single day I was at it like all day training for pull-ups push-ups the next year I went back and after all of that work I had put in 
um, I set the pull-up record and the push-up record that year where I had done 28 pull-ups and I had done like 92 push-ups. And that was within the span of a year training for that. Um, and that, again, reinforced to me, wow, you can absolutely set a vision of who you'd like to be. You can work on that daily. And you can literally transform that within a year. Like huge things can happen in a very, very short amount of time. Um, so that really reinforced that lesson for me. I think puberty helped as well, but uh, <laughs> I had less control over that. So fast forward a little bit. I had severe, severe acne when I was probably about 15 to 17 years old. And I had all these dreams of you know who I wanted to be and things I wanted to do and stuff like that. But um, as soon as I got this severe acne and it lasted for such a long time, it completely changed my personality. It changed pretty much the way I interacted with everyone. Um, I went from being this really gregarious and social and outgoing kid who loved to make people laugh and was always goofy to suddenly, like, I couldn't look anybody in the eye. Um, I was completely antisocial. Uh, there, 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 were, there was no tone and range to my personality. I was pretty much monotone. The world seemed gray to me all the time. I, I didn't get really excited about anything. My favorite part of the day, as sad as this is, was the bus ride home where I would finally be able to go home after school because people didn't have to look at my face anymore. And I, I posted this uh, picture up that showed people. And the picture, it's pretty severe, but it's not nearly as bad as it was at its worst. Um, so that, that sort of stuff really messes with you as a, as a kid going through adolescence and, you know, you, you want to be uh, respected by guys and you want to be liked by girls and you just want to be like a social popular kind of kid. So um, I pretty much became a complete recluse for those two years. Uh, didn't hang out with anybody. I, I would usually spend my time in the library uh, with a book <laughs> during lunch and I would eat my lunch alone. So um, had a big impact on my personality and I still, I'm still kind of a loner, I think maybe because of that, but I'm still a bit of a loner. Um, so Pretty much, I hit a point where I went to college and I realized, you know what? Okay, now you're, you control yourself now. So you can make your own money. You can make your own meals. You can figure this whole thing out on your own. So I, I just got obsessed with studying diet. And what seemed to me to be the best approach at the time was a whole foods, plant-based vegan diet. So I really dove headfirst into that very obsessively um, to try to figure out my skin issues and those actually resolved in a very short amount of time. Um, why that is, I think, honestly, it had to do with a lot of the removal of very inflammatory, you know, sugary, vegetable oil-containing foods. I think that definitely brought my inflammation down. And pretty much all I was eating was leafy greens, beans, nuts, seeds, a bunch of herbs and spices, things like that. Um, so I think that definitely helped. But... Once the skin thing was cleared up, it was like whack-a-mole where something else always comes up. So I was like, oh gosh, now I've got like gut issues and now I'm bloated and gassy and I can't, I can't focus anymore because I'm thinking about food all day and I'm so hungry. <laughs> um, and my body comp stuff, so I, I was always like a big time weightlifter. I loved lifting weights, you know, my whole life. And, and now with this vegan diet, I was suddenly losing muscle mass and I was actually starting to put body fat on. Um, and that probably had to do with the fact that I was so hungry all the time. So that really kind of, I didn't like that. Um, but I was continuing on with this for a while. And then this is kind of where the big breakthrough in my life happened for me. As an individual, I had this dream this one night of 
becoming an actor and of you know seeing myself up on a panel with a bunch of other actors and I was part of a cast of actors and you know we were getting interviewed and I was asked by one of the interviewers are you happy with your decision to become an actor and I said you know honestly there were so many other careers that I might have done but thank God that I chose acting because there's nothing I'd rather be doing and I felt it deep in my soul I was like I completely was happy with that choice and then I woke up <laughs> And I was in this uh, tiny little cot on the ground in my in this apartment over sophomore year summer. I had eight dollars to my name. I hadn't received my first uh, check from this little internship I was doing, and I had two weeks to go until that. So I had you know I was eating uh, pop tarts at the time and like some ramen that didn't have any of the little meat chunks in it. Like I had no money. A friend had bought me that food, and I woke up from that with like tears streaming down my face because it was so real in the dream. And I realized that my mind had already gone there and that somehow the result had already been achieved. Like my, it, it, I just, I felt as if it was destiny. I felt as if my future was written in that way, um, which is a really weird way to see it, but it was unlike any dream I'd ever had. So I wrote that down for myself as a one year goal and said, okay, if I can achieve this goal within one year, then, you know, that's before I graduate. I don't have to go out into the world and get a job. I was majoring in economics at the time. So I wrote that down as a one-year goal. Uh, the goal was to star in a major TV show within one year. Uh, but the only issue was that um, I didn't look like an actor. I was super bloated, and I, w I wasn't in the best shape. Uh, I had never acted a day in my life. I had no experience, never taken acting classes. I didn't even know where to start as an actor. I wasn't sure, like, how do you even get into the, the network, the community? So I broke that one-year goal down into a bunch of little goals, quarterly goals, weekly, daily goals. And that year, I pretty much, I laser-focused in on that goal. Because to me, it felt like do or die. It felt like, um, you know, as soon as that year was up, like, I was going to have to figure out, what do I do with my future? I have to go get a job now. I have to go, you know, go into consulting or accounting or something with my economics degree. So I was like, I will not do that. There, that is not an option in my life. Um, and I always thought from this sort of deathbed analogy of, you know, on my deathbed, I believe that looking back, you'll realize that you could achieve just about anything you wanted to if you set your mind to it. And I did not want to live with regrets. So I hustled hard on this goal for that year. And a lot of friends got worried about me and they were like, ah, you're going to burn out or you know, you need to sleep and blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I just felt very certain about what I was doing. And by the end of that year, um, a bunch of things had snowballed where I had started booking little roles in plays and then I got an agent and then I was doing little non-union commercials and then I started to do more short films. And then I, I started an independent film and I got a small role in another film. And then um, by the end of the year, I... I'd done a couple of music videos too, but by the end of the year, I ended up booking this role as the Red Power Ranger on Nickelodeon's show. And I found out that they were going to fly us out to New Zealand and it was a nine month shoot. We were going to do two seasons and this thing was going to air on Nickelodeon and Netflix for two years. And uh, man, when I got that call, it was as if my question of can you achieve anything in life or you know, can you set a goal and achieve it? It was as if I had finally had my answer, and the answer was yes, you can. And um, it, it was, who man, it was something else. Yeah, and the first person I called was my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, so I just got the call back about how the whole Power Rangers um, 
final screen test went. And she, she told me, she's like, you know what? Okay, before you tell me, you know, honestly, we love you no matter what. It doesn't matter. You know, whether you got it or not, it's okay. We're, we're not going to react differently either way. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Um, and I said, okay, well, <laughs> thank you, but um, I got it. And she screamed and, you know, <laughs> so there went her, uh, her equanimity in the face of that <laughs> decision. But um, it was a life-changing experience. And we did that for nine months. And then uh, I did a little bit of acting after that. And it was actually when I met Chelsea that she realized that I had a lot of unexpressed potential in, I was, I loved health. I loved low carb, keto. I was like obsessed with this stuff. I was always studying it in my spare time. Um, I listened to every single podcast. I followed all these people, but I was, she's always like, oh, well, maybe you should start a podcast and share some information. I'd be like, no, I'm an actor. I don't, I don't do that. And, you know, and then it'd be like, oh, well, maybe you could do some YouTube videos and show like what your workouts are like. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not a YouTuber. And it was all these kind of dumb self-imposed limitations on myself. And I was really getting fed up with the whole audition process and with working with managers and agents and stuff because they're very restrictive. So I started to, you know, work on creating this first carnivore shredding ebook. I like how I'm going on like 20 minutes here talking. I'm so sorry. That, that's <laughs> okay. That's okay. You're doing great. Um, you, I'm so intrigued right now. I want to hear more. <laughs> okay. I'll wrap it up here in like just a minute. Um, so I, I started uh, creating this first carnivore shredding ebook where I put everything together and I, I started working more on that. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea about marketing. Uh, a click funnel didn't know what that was at all like this whole process of creating an online business um, I was just winging it so I created the product put it up on a website Chelsea helped me design the website she's super helpful with it um, and then I just started going on podcasts and talking about it and promoting it and um, just sharing my approach to carnivore and you know specifically for the goal of getting in great shape and having tons of energy and not being hungry all the time and you know worked on that for a long time I hit a bit of a stall there where I, I couldn't figure out what the next step was. I, I didn't really know where I was going from there. And I had honestly kind of lost my way from my original goal-setting processes. So um, probably maybe about six months ago, I started to find my groove again. And um, I really started to zone in on my goals again. I started getting up at, you know, back at, at UC San Diego, I would get up at four in the morning well, now I found out about Kobe Bryant getting up at three, and I found out about Mark Bell getting up at three, and about a bunch of other peak achievers that were getting up at three in the morning, and I said, man, those guys can do it. Like, I can do this. So I started getting up at three and just really hustling all day, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited about all the things going on now. That's awesome. That, what time do you go to bed, out of curiosity? go to bed at about nine I try to go to bed before nine so I usually get about six hours of sleep average um, and then if I ever feel like I need to nap um, I'll take like a 30 minute nap on the weekends I do like to have a day where I just take this massive nap in the middle of the day um, and that sort of tends to really replenish me for the rest of the week but yeah generally I'm able to average six hours of sleep and I feel pretty good on that that's awesome, that's awesome. William, I think a lot of our listeners are really going to uh, relate and be inspired by your story because that is exactly the type of transformation that we're trying to show people is possible, that you can reinvent yourself uh, through mindset, through hard work. You're not stuck in your story. 
And you don't have to be living up to the expectations that maybe your friends, your family, people had for you. You can rise above. Um, What would you say, like, how did you deal with the times where that little voice did come up that said, you know, who are you? You know, why why does anyone want to watch you on TV? Why would anyone want to listen to you? And what would you say to our listeners when that little voice comes up in their mind? So a couple things I would say. Um, I blocked that thought out of my mind. And it, it has to be done through conscious effort. You can't just, like, resolve to block it out of your mind. Because at some point, you know, when you fail your 10th audition and the casting director tells you, like, honestly, you're not cut out for this. Like at some point, the thought's going to come up in your mind. So you have to tell yourself anytime that thought is in your mind, you block it out through affirmation. You block it out through visualization of your goal. But another thing that I did that was very helpful was I read um, a lot of inspirational biographies of people that I looked up to, specifically people that dealt with adversity and who came from kind of nothing and, and built themselves up into something. And that inspired me a lot because I realized so many people have been told they're nothing in life and then they completely prove people wrong. Um, so I was like, okay, clearly the opinions of others don't matter because I know that I am a, I'm like, a, I'm sort of a, a moving, shifting person that I'm always growing. I'm always in a state of flux. I'm not set at any one point. So if I'm always growing, then I can become who I want to be. So when people are like, hey, you suck as an actor or something like that. It's like, well, today I sucked as an actor, yeah, but I I might not next week. Um, If you gave me one more take, I might not. Or honestly, in 10 years, I might be an amazing actor. So I just realized that we're we're an ever-evolving process of of growth. So I tried not to ever accept that. I also, you know, avoided anybody negative. So that was something with my friends where I didn't allow anybody to speak negatively about my goals I would cut myself off from a lot of different people if they did. Uh, I remember a few times, honestly, where my my mom really wanted me to stick through with college and to graduate, and she was telling me, like, yeah, you know, the acting stuff is great, but um, honestly, like, it'd be great if you got your degree and stuff. And I couldn't even hear that because I was so, like, obsessively focused on this goal. It was like, look, mom, like, I love you, but honestly, if you keep talking about that, like, I'm going to have to hang up. I cannot hear that right now because this is life or death to me. There's no plan B. There's nothing else I can be doing. I have to put, I'm like all in on this. So I had to be very, very firm with my family. And, um, you know, a lot of the time they'd kind of be like, why are you so strict with your schedule and stuff like that? When I would go to hang out in Modesto and, um, it it was, it was a pretty crazy time of my life. I was very obsessive about it. There was no flexibility. Um, but yeah, so it was really just setting the decision and realizing Nobody else has to live with the results, you know, with the consequences of your actions, you know, so other people can talk negatively to you and they can, you know, they can try to influence you, but they don't actually have to live with the job that you hate or, you know, the excess weight that's leading to health problems that's giving you brain fog every day or the depression you're dealing with or any of those things. They don't have to live with that. So you take your life into your control and whatever they say, it doesn't matter because they're not the ones that has to deal with it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something that I personally can relate to going through uh, recovery from my spinal cord injury um, when I had my one chance to be able to walk again. And I took a similar approach. So I absolutely relate to that, William. 
what would you say was the main thing that gave you the confidence that you could do it? Uh, probably well, my mom. Your mom. I would say, yeah, honestly, like, um, she gave us this sort of ridiculous confidence where you like, you walk into a situation where you're a beginner and you feel like you own the place. And that's, that's just because she spent so much time when we were young, like telling us, look, you are great. You can achieve great things. And I, you know, we, we would tell her kind of about like little dreams, like, Oh, I want to do this. or I want to do that. And she'd be like, you can do that, but you can even go bigger than that. You can do better than that. And, um, you know, she always made us uphold a standard of ourselves um, she never let us fall below that. You know, she didn't let us like talk down on ourselves or anything like that. So I think that was a big part of it. I just had an inherent confidence in myself that came from her. Um, I think another big part of the confidence equation was just fitness. So I built up a lot of confidence in myself just through the process of weight training and through that steady daily work. Um, and nowadays, I, I think a lot, a lot of my confidence just comes from my work ethic. Um, the, the harder I work on things, the more confident I become. So a big part of why I try to work really, really hard is because it just makes me feel good. Like I'm just, I'm happy, I'm confident, I enjoy my day, I know that I'm making progress on what's most important to me, and I know that I'm not abandoning future will, you know, like the, that young kid who had all these dreams of, of things he was going to do, I know that I'm not abandoning him. I'm you know, opening the doors for all of those things to be achieved in the future. So, yeah, I, I would say, honestly, being raised by an amazing mom, um, you know, weight training and just physical fitness does wonders for your confidence and just the way you look at yourself. And then the third thing I would say for me is having an approach to maximizing my day and to getting as much work as I can done daily and really, really just maximizing that energy um, because work ethic, I found, is a huge part of my confidence. Um, and if I'm not, if I'm being lazy or if I'm not working hard, I realize that I just don't feel as confident as a person. That's awesome, William. What uh, what would you say? You know, we're all trying to figure out our place in the world and our purpose, and and like, why are we here? What are we doing? What would you say is the legacy that you want to leave? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I, I'm going to try to keep it like nice and humble. Um, but I, I do have some ridiculous dreams that I don't share with many people. The legacy ultimately that I want to leave is a legacy of two things. One of them is possibility. I want people to realize what's possible in their lives once they set their mind to doing something. And the reason why is because I don't want anybody to ever settle for less than they could have experienced in life. Because we all have this one shot at life, and you know, you really don't know when it's gonna end, but so many people just continue down a road that they, they're not enjoying, and they just feel like they have to, they feel obligated to because of the confines of society, uh, their family, their social group, their upbringing, their past, um, you know, and, and people give themselves so many excuses. So. I would like people to realize the possibility that exists within their life. And the second part is I would just like to, to spread kindness in the world. Um, the one thing I've, I've always, you know, I, I've never ever liked is just the idea of hierarchy and of being better than someone and of making others feel small once you achieve something and of 
you know, pretty much taking from people, um, taking confidence from them, uh, you know, just just making life worse for other people. So I I would like to achieve incredible things in the world and through that platform spread kindness and basically stay kind to people the whole time, um, you know, because I, I just I don't like when people change as soon as they achieve something. So I, I think honestly those if I could leave a legacy of, you know, people being able to achieve amazing things and a legacy of kindness, I think, I think that would be pretty cool. That's absolutely beautiful, um, William. I, I love that, uh, what you just said. I think there's a lot of uh, truth to that, fundamental truths. As far as leaving a legacy and your work ethic, it involves a lot of productivity. What would you say are some of the strategies that you use on a daily basis to maximize your, your productivity, uh, to propel you in your goals and in creating your amazing program and growing your business? Um, yeah, so I, I can go through basically everything I do to maximize productivity. Um, it, it all starts with having a sense of mission and a values-based, like your mission needs to be based on your values. So that's, to me, that's like life goals right there. You need to have a direction of where your life's heading. I, I see a lot of people that like are very specific about their life goals. I don't like to do that, honestly, because I, I know that the process changes and I know that, you know, 20 year old will is probably going to want different life goals than 60 year old will. So I, I don't want to like, you know, say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to become this or that. And then when I'm 60, I'm like, well, I don't even want that anymore. Like why, why am I working towards that? So I try to stay flexible with that. But I do have a sense of values and a sense of mission that drives me in a certain direction. Um, the second thing then is intuitively feeling from that sense of mission, from, from your values, intuitively feeling what is the next step for me? You know, what's that little uncomfortable thing inside of me that I'm like, oh man, it'd be great to achieve that, but I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of shying away from that. That's exactly the thing. As soon as you feel that, that little thing that's scaring you. Um, that's exactly what you laser in on, you focus on, and you start going towards because that's where a lot of your personal growth will be unleashed through that process. So for me, that takes the form of quarterly goals. And I was using the Best Self Planner. I recently, I absolutely love that you mentioned the Freedom Journal. I looked it up and it, it took some convincing because I don't like to change stuff. And I was like, ah, no, Best Self was so great. But so I, I grabbed myself a Freedom Journal and I love it. Uh, the thing that I love most about it is the fact that you can only set one goal. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm one of those people that I, I want everything all at once and I'm just like, oh, how about I set three major goals and achieve all of them? And it's like, no, with this, you're going to focus on this one goal. And if nothing else gets achieved, this will get achieved. So everything else sort of factors into your life as almost like a bonus, as, as a weekly habit almost. Um, so right now, my number one priority is working on this book that I'm working on right now. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I'm working on, the 100-day goal. And then basically how that factors into my life is I have a morning routine that is sort of the anchor of my day, and everything else kind of falls into line after that. So it's getting up at 3 a.m. And to me, that I, I want to be completely honest with people. There are days that I miss that where let's say I'm just completely exhausted and I'm like, dude, what are you doing going to the gym right now? This is like really pointless. Um, so there are some days where I've had that, 
And it's a constant battle that I have with myself, trying to figure out whether I want to develop the skill of discipline or if I want to live to fight another day and make sure I get enough sleep so that I can actually get something productive done that day. Um, but I, I would say the vast majority of days, it's like, you know, maybe 19 out of 20 days, I'm, I'm up at three in the morning, um, I make a cup of coffee, I sit down, I write down some morning gratitude, and I just sort of ground myself for the day. I'm at the gym at 3.30, um, I train from 3.30 to 5. Um, right now, I'm, I'm doing a stint where it's pretty much bodybuilding workouts six days a week. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that uh, until about 5, go back home, shower, get my stuff ready, um, and then I'll usually go to a cafe, so I'm probably at Starbucks you know, all the time. Uh, and then from about 6 a.m., you know, I'll have another cup of coffee, black coffee. I always do black coffee. And then 6 a.m. up until about 11 in the morning, I just work on all of the priorities that I've set for myself for the day, which I set the night before. I do not like to plan my day in the morning because I like to take action in the morning. And I feel like it's like stopping and starting, you know, like I'm all energetic in the morning. I'm all jazzed up. I'm ready to go. And then I sit down and I think, hmm. What should I do today? And it takes like, it just takes a bunch of time. I want to like get going at it immediately. As soon as I wake up, I feel like a rocket. Like I just shoot out of bed. I'm happy. And uh, morning's a great time for me. So yeah, 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm working on all those goals that I've set and scheduled into my phone calendar. And then um, probably at about 11, I'll go home, cook up a steak, maybe some eggs, uh, maybe bacon, maybe liver. Maybe a little bit of cheese. I've, I've been trying to bring some cheese back in because I'm trying to bulk up. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I got way too skinny on the carnivore shred challenge. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to include a little bit more calories and just dietary diversity in there. So I'll eat that. And then after that, honestly, um, if I need a nap, I'll take a little 30-minute nap. Otherwise, I'll just go back to a cafe. I'll relocate somewhere. And I will continue working for the rest of the day. At about 5 o'clock, that's where I start to wrap up whatever else I need to do, wrap up any last tasks. And then at about 6-ish, um, I'll plan out the next day um, and, yeah, just sort of bookend my day. Go home, and then I'm probably making dinner at like 7. Uh, I'll have dinner, and then at about 8, um, that's really where I just start to wrap up my day, go take a shower, get ready for bed. and um, It's pretty much same routine every day. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, Chelsea and I'll go out for like a date night or something like that. We might stay out a little later. We might do something fun at night, go to the movies, go to dinner, things like that. Oh, so let me also tell people about this, um, just to be completely transparent. So once a week before the carnivore shred challenge, I would do a once a week cheat day. And, um, it was a cheat day there. <laughs> there was nothing healthy about it. Um, you know, it's it's good for the soul. So uh, I realized that with my carnivore journey, I, I really don't have any gut issues anymore. I don't have any adverse reactions to pretty much any foods. You know, I'll, I'll wake up the next morning. Sometimes I'm a bit bloated after a cheat day or um, I might feel, yeah, just like I have some water weight, some water retention, but I don't have any lasting symptoms. I don't get anxiety. There's nothing like that. So I've realized like at this point in my life at 24, I, I feel like I can get away with it. So I'll have that weekly cheat day. We'll go out and we'll enjoy cheesecake or an Italian dinner. Um, what we're not doing is we're not going to 7-Eleven and getting cheap donuts and a bunch of like bag chips and crap. Like we're trying to make it like an actual experience and enjoy it. So we'll do that. 
And then the next day, uh, it's right back on the diet, right back on my intermittent fasting, right back on the training. Um, and I find that I'm pretty easily able to maintain a, a good level of fitness and body comp doing that. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I approach my weeks. Um, once I get to the end of a quarterly goal, I usually have an idea of where I want to go next. Uh, yeah, and, and I really, I, I just feel like when people find something they love doing, it is very easy to work at it all day. And I, I, I don't say that like, you know, I'm promoting work, uh, being a workaholic and stuff like that. Like, it's one of those things where you have to keep yourself from doing it because it's so fun. Like, to me, it's so fun to be sitting down here doing a podcast about mindset with you all. And then after that, it's so fun for me to go to a cafe and to work on a little bit more writing for this book. Like, I, I want to share that information, um, you know, and then KetoCon going on tomorrow and just all these different events and putting content out like this stuff is super fun. Like, this is way better than like sitting down and doing an accounting office job or like consulting or something like that. Like, um, I had done those internships and that was not fun. I did not enjoy that. So I'm having a lot of fun with what I'm doing now. So. I don't stop myself from doing it. I don't try to limit it or I don't try to, you know, artificially impose any forced work-life balance. I let it happen naturally. Uh, Chelsea and I communicate a lot about um, how much time we need to spend together, about how we can give more love to each other and give more devoted time to each other. But for the most part, um, yeah, you know, it's just keeping going. Awesome. Well, I think that uh, our listeners are definitely going to be very excited about this peek behind the scenes and a little bit into your mind and kind of what makes you tick and and uh, just, you know, the journey, because it is all about the journey. And you've been a great example. It's fun to watch you. I know that there's amazing things. The the, the little William inside is going to be very, uh, very proud of, of the William to come. So we're excited to see that. Uh, we're going to wrap up in just a moment. Did you have a last question for, for William Nevada? Yes, William. So we have a question that we ask every guest, and it's actually in the spirit of Oprah. And it's a very powerful, deep question that I think is one very important to answer. And I think it's something that we should ask ourselves at different points um, in our lives to reassess where we are in our purpose. And the question is, who are you? Um, so William Schufeld at this point in his life, actually, you know what, let me, let me just try to encompass William Schufeld across his entire lifetime. Uh, William Schufeld is a man that wants to leave the world with his tank on empty. Um, who wants to leave the greatest positive impact he possibly can, and specifically to allow as many people as possible. And I mean, if, if I can help the entire world with this, that is my mission, to help everyone unleash their full potential and become who they were truly meant to be, and to not be limited by the forces of evil, by the forces of self-imposed limitation, to not be limited by negative mindset, to not be limited by poverty, um, to completely remove those limitations. And this begins with the domino effect. And it's a slow wave that slowly moves throughout the planet. Um, but over time, you know, one person spreads it to another, you know, that person spreads it to another, and there's an exponential impact that happens. So if I can play a huge part in that movement, that is my goal. Um, and that's kind of 
what I've devoted my life to in my mind. That's where my mission is headed um, in the future. You know, the goal for me has always been to to get involved in some form of public service. That's something that I've thought about since I was a little little kid. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to take shape. I <laughs> I don't know if that'll be just independently. I don't know if that'll be through philanthropy. I don't know if that'll be through running for some sort of an office or something. But that's always been just the end goal for me to uh, to impact as many people as possible through my work. So um, yeah. I'm, that's that's who William Schufelt is at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, you're putting a lot of amazing energy into this world, and you're helping a lot of people. And with that being said, can you tell our audience where they can find you uh, and also when your book will be released so we can all go out and support your book? Awesome. So they can find me uh, right now on, well, on social media, so it's usually at William Schufelt. S-H-E-W-F-E-L-T. So that's on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube.com slash Will Schufelt. And my podcast, um, this is something that's been really, really fun for me to do, is the Will to Win podcast. Um, you know, it, it kind of allows me to step outside of the carnivore space. And actually, it's uh, the mission is, is not too far off from uh, the mission that you both have with your podcast, where... I just like to rant and riff about mindset and about goal setting and about passion and purpose. So it's something where I bring people on and we talk about, yes, new health and nutrition and fitness, but it's also a lot about um, just the journey and the process. So that's the Will to Win podcast. Um, this book, <laughs> the goal that I've set for myself is to get this book out in 100 days. So I, I do have a pretty awesome team. It's the same people that I'm working with for Primal Body, and they're helping me a lot on the back end with this. Uh, my portion of the contribution will just be writing this book in the time that I've set for myself and then just really pushing that process. So hopefully, um, you know, all goes well in three and a half months. Um, this book will be out. And the book is basically all about the lessons that I've learned over the past five years towards unleashing your full potential. And I want to put those into really, really practical takeaways for people. Like, what does a morning routine do for your life? What does getting up early do for your life? How does fasting improve your productivity? Um, how could a low-carb or any form of, of a carnivore diet um, really dial in your mental, mental focus and your mental acuity? Um, all of these little things that might seem like hacks to people or like, nah, you know, like uh, life hack type stuff, like these, honest, these things honestly move the needle so much. So I'm trying to put all of those things into a book. And just talk about them through the lens of my personal story. Um, yeah, so that book is what I'm working on right now. And that's, that's pretty much what I got going on. Awesome. Well, William, thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, this was a real treat. And uh, guys, definitely check out William. Follow him on all of his social media. Keep an eye out for that book. Look at his programs. And... Uh, and just know that if you're sitting out there and you're struggling and, and, and you feel like you're not living up to who you want to be, if you feel like there's a superhero inside of you and you're not taking your superpowers and sharing with the world, learn from William's example. You can change. Today can be just one day or it can be day one for a brand new life. So thank you so much, William. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, William. Thank you both so much. I had a lot of fun with this. 
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.